FEMA ALSO AUTHORIZED ONE-TIME PAYMENTS OF $700 PER HOUSEHOLD TO FOLKS WHO HAVE BEEN DISPLACED. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? I was just thinking this, and I, I tweeted it out just before we went on there, and I think you saw the tweet and liked it, actually. Uh, how cool it is that there's only two Terminator movies, three Alien movies, and three Predator movies. Yeah. Like, just the restraint <laughs> of Hollywood. I, I just, I, I'm just amazed, like, because they could have blown that so easily and ruined a good thing by churning out just like shitty prequels and sequels and spinoffs and fucking yeah. just throwing shit at the wall and you know people are and like only oh, three. what and only three halloween movies which is nice too because i'm because i'm a big fan of those movies and it would really would have sucked if they tried to milk that and you know only th- i've i've I mean, only there's only two there's only what what's the they made a third Halloween movie. What was that? I actually, there's probably four Halloween movies I really like, but <laughs> but I would include your 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 favorite movie of all time that I made you watch, Halloween Three, which would be a, I think would be a great classic cheesy '80s horror movie if it was not called Halloween, if it was just fucking Season of the Witch. And yeah, actually, I yeah. I mean it's it's not just the worst Halloween movie; it's the worst movie ever made. <laughs> See, that's, that's just preposterous. I fucking hate I, that I, movie. I, I, I can't even. I don't. I can't abide that. But the um, worst part is that you made me fucking watch it so we could review it, and then we never reviewed it. So I watched it for nothing. <laughs> to be fair, I wanted to review. You just you seem pumped out. I didn't want to make you talk about it for no hours I, or whatever. I don't know if I would have had that much to say about it in the first place. But it's just it's objectively a bad movie. You know, and there's a lot of bad horror movies. That's fine, but. Um, yeah, the one and two we reviewed. I had a lot of fun doing that because we reviewed them out together. Oh, still sore from my surgery last week. Actually, probably more sore right now than I was last week when we recorded just a couple days after my surgery. Um, yeah, anyway, so uh, uh, three three great Predator movies, too. That uh, The one with Danny Glover in L.A., that was great. Um, I remember being great. Rewatched it a few months well, ago. One, two, I was like, pray. What, what's that? Would it be one, two, and then that that re- like Prey, the one that just came out or whatever? Yes, Prey was very good and didn't have a lot of fanfare leading up to it, so people were just like, "Oh, huh?" Yeah, I just got fucking dumped on Hulu. I mean, I still don't even watch it because I don't fucking have Hulu, but I'll uh, I'll check that out at some point. Yeah, it's good. It's objectively good. Um, and except that you know some of the some of the uh, the people didn't like it because the you know the the. The, the French fur trappers are all a bunch of fucking racists. And it's like, uh, <laughs> you, got news you, for you guys. You know? <laughs> oh, so, so now this movie's woke now, huh? Predators woke now, I guess. <laughs> it's yep. like, 
Uh, I don't know if people couldn't make Predator today, or you couldn't make Prey today. I'm telling you. I don't know if people remember the first Predator where they went and massacred a whole village of fucking civilians uh, under the guise of, you know, spreading freedom and democracy. And then turned out that, like, they were misled into killing all these people who were not the bad guys. And that was like a big, you know, turning point in the film uh, for when Arnold doesn't Mm -hmm. trust his handler anymore. um, And the team starts to splinter. That was uh, apparently the first Predator was woke, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Oh Christ! Um, speaking of woke people, uh, I guess we should talk about this 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 Trump news because, um, you know, we we, we talk a lot about it on the show uh, about you know whatever the latest sort of Trump hysteria is that's going on, and you know whatever he's being <laughs> indicted for at the moment. Um, certainly the most indicted president of all time, which is the only. The only, but oh yeah, once, that's true. The only wasn't enough. He was like, "No, keep bring it on. I can take it. I can take it. Keep giving me some more." <laughs> what's the four times equivalent of uh, thrice? <laughs> what, what's cuatro? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that. Yeah, but so yeah, he, I believe he's been indicted four times. Like, like I was saying to you before, I, I, like it's like this one might stick. Like this, this you know, this is certainly. The, I mean, look, they're all politically motivated, obviously, but that doesn't mean that they're also not accurate or like that, that he didn't do it, you know, and in a lot of these cases now, you know, well, the the most amount of detail that we've gotten of any of them, I think is, is from this one. Uh, And the fact that it's a Rico case and the fact that he has 18 (laughs) co-defendants, including Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they were doing shit like sending people to the home, to the homes of the electors to intimidate them into illegally changing their vote. Yeah, that's that's not ideal. <laughs> that's it's just, just like so, it's the fucking Faustian bar. It's so fucking funny because he, you know, obviously just uh, he had he really didn't have a shot in 2020. Like he was he was pretty unpopular in general, just, you know, just broadly because of personality and everything else. And, you know, COVID certainly didn't help him and all this other shit. But <clears throat> he's fucking running away with the uh, race right now. He's he's leading biden in like in in actual popular vote count it seems like or in you know overall like you know just head-to-head one-to-one national polls and if he had just shut the fuck up and like taken that gracefully and fucking walked away it would have been fine and he actually i don't you know it's again it's unprecedented nobody no former president has ever been jailed in this country uh it's just so fucking funny that like he's he could he's running away with this election you know, probably mm-hmm. in an electoral college landslide at the very least, and he may end right. up in jail regardless. Well, the, I mean, but the Rico shit is like there's no bargaining your way out of that. There's no way to get no. probation for that. Like there's the, those mandatory minimum sentencing things they came up with apply to this. So like if he gets convicted, he will go to jail. So he yeah. might be president, you know, phoning in the fucking, you know, Wherever you think, you know, phoning into to meetings on a, you know, pay by the minute collect call fucking scam. They'll let him live uh, in the fucking White House. They'll just, they'll just have to wear an ankle bracelet when he goes, you know, room to room. They'll be like, oh, oh my God. The presence in the fucking East Wing now. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like, wait, what's, it's, it's, you know, it's Murphy's Law. Anything that is possible will happen eventually. Eventually, we'll have a president who is 
currently serving a prison term while they're being, while they're president at the same time. It's, just, it, it's kind of amazing that hasn't been like just like a hack ABC sitcom yet. Like, you know, like, like my president's in jail or whatever, where he's just fucking, you know, sending in his governances through fucking, you know, like intermediary, like, you know, shady back channels in the fucking prison. Like, oh my know. God, just so many bad boomer jokes waiting to be written. Yeah. No, it's just, it, it, it'd be a gold mine. Fucking, you know, yeah, it's, it's got Kevin James written all over it, but hmm. um, yeah, no, I, you know, again, I don't know. It, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, you know, like, uh, like you said, I don't really I, like give a shit one way or another, but it's just, you know, fascinating to kind of witness that uh, type of history, whether, you know, yeah, whether it's kind uh, of apparently my- they were also trying to uh, illegally get information on the like each individual voting machine like coding information on the machines oh that, yeah like, it, it, what they were doing was super super sketchy i mean he's, yeah he's they were trying to they were trying to hack voting machines basically yeah um and that was i mean it was information that like you know only the person that you know runs the machine should know because it's like to, for to have the information broadly known would make the machines extremely likely hackable um so yeah shit like that uh and, and but then the fact that you know they, the whole time they think that like they're doing something good that the election was rigged against them and they're trying to expose it by committing you know 161 crimes you're right <laughs> cuz that's i mean among the 18 of them it's like a total of 161 charges. Jesus. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, uh... <laughs> this is, this is the, yeah, this is going to be the big one that people are really paying attention to, I think, um, just because so many people are involved. Mark Meadows is Trump's uh, chief of staff, also indicted. Uh, first chief of staff to be indicted since Nixon. Um, you know, even even Reagan somehow didn't have his chief of staff get indicted, although I think Reagan had the most amount of his, his uh, administration indicted of any uh, administration in, in U.S. history. Well, you know, um, hey, luckily, George Bush came in and just fucking wiped all their convictions out, so it's fine. Technically, they weren't. I mean, they were, but they weren't, so it's fine. It, it's no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's because, you know, there's no consequences whatsoever in this country when you do heinous shit uh, if you work for the government. Uh, although, maybe there will be. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to be... It's going to be interesting, I think, either way, because if he gets off, that's like the ultimate like there is just literally you could literally just fucking, uh, you know, murder someone on live television and there would be no consequences if you're the fucking president. I guess so. I mean, that's what he said, right? You can shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and no one's going to whatever that was. Well, yeah. And he was talking about his fan base, like still being behind him, which I think he was 100 percent accurate about. But yeah, I think even like in terms of like the legal consequences, it's, you know. I, you really need to fucking commit some hardcore crimes to, to be held accountable. So the fact that he is probably going to be held accountable is kind of hilarious. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll see again. He may, <laughs> it's, it's this, that, you know, <laughs> that meme that surely he's not going to wiggle his way out of this one. And then, you know, he wiggles his way out. Ah, well, nevertheless. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if, we'll see it, if he it's actually, just, I mean, I, I just wish he'd come back to Twitter. You know, like I know, I know that I know. The people post the screenshots from True Social or whatever, but it's just it's not the same. It's a, nobody's going to grab that fucking garbage. It's the same. You know, it's just it's just every day Twitter gets worse and yeah. every day all the alternatives aren't getting any better. You know, we've had all these little satellite, you know, the uh, threads, Blue Sky, Mastodon, and like none of them have taken off. 
And I don't Thread. think any of them are going to take off. No, I, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. Threads, yeah, Threads came and went in like a day. They it's something they lost like fifty percent of their user base, like in the first week <laughs> of what they gained because people was, was got it just on it a, was just, it just a crypto thing? Was it just like a crypto playland? And then once it had no value, people just dropped it. Well, there were a lot of shitty things about it. Like you could never delete your Threads account once you made it. Like if you or you could, but you delete your Instagram also. What? Like, yeah, no, because it was an Instagram, That's you know, fucking stupid. Yeah, and people saw that in the TOS, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm just not going to make one, or I'm going to not use the one I made." Um, and and it just was shitty, and the, you know, again, so a lot of the same problems Blue Sky had, I think, and Blue Sky, um, well, it's a ghost town. Still- it's a ghost town. It's there's like nobody there. You can't QT anybody. Um, there's you can't no DM anybody, which is like the one of the primary functions i'd argue of twitter that certainly that most people i know use it for at least yeah as far as networking sure you know like how else am i gonna you know creepily stalk some woman if i can't message her over and over and over without <laughs> getting a reply you know no but i mean that's, you know. that's i think that's what women get online for is because they want to feel important and they want to have constant dms from creepy guys yeah um, absolutely who, who want to meet them and you know buy them presents uh <laughs> so this is this, just every day elon makes twitter worse on purpose um, this is this is from Washington Post. Elon Musk's X, because that's what the media is going along with, is calling Twitter X. Elon. Oh, Musk's I thought you meant, I thought you meant Grimes. I thought you meant like his literal X. Like, was like, wait, well, what? that's part of it. I mean, he's obsessed with all of his exes who yes. won't return his phone calls. So yeah, he's I'm like, I'm going to name it X. Elon Musk's X is throttling traffic to websites he dislikes. Oh, that seems fair. Yeah, le- Musk, that seems legal. Yeah, yeah. So just a couple paragraphs here. Musk, a self-described free speech absolutist, did not respond to request for comment. X did also did not respond, that being Twitter. Some of the targeted businesses said they were reviewing the matter when contacted Tuesday by the Post. A Google study of mobile traffic in 2016 found that 53% of users abandoned a website if it took longer than three seconds to load. Like, like forever abandoned website or just, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Yul Roth, Twitter's former head of trust and safety, posted on Blue Sky on Tuesday. Okay, so uh, there's at least one well-known person on, on Blue Sky, apparently. Uh, th- that The delay seemed like, quote, one of those things that seems too crazy to be true, even for Twitter, end quote. But that he was able to replicate the issue through his own test. <laughs> so the post test could not show when the delays began. But a user on Hacker News who spoke with the post on the condition of anonymity, said he uh, first saw links to time stories getting delayed on August 4th. On that day, Musk went on a tirade against the news organization, calling it a, quote, radical genocide apologist, end quote, and telling people to cancel their subscription after the Times reported on a political controversy in South Africa where Musk was born. Yeah, so uh, is, is Elon one of these fucking white genocide people, too? Is he one of those guys now? Yeah, probably. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he's got this fucking bizarre, uh, weirdo obsession with like birth rate and all this other fucking nonsense. So I'm sure that's all, you know, white replacement theory. You know, very oh, yeah. very thinly veiled white replacement theory. Fucking, you know, bullshit. But what's he weird about birth rate for? You can't even keep track of how many kids he has. Right. Well, no, but like, I think that's literally the case. Is like he's he's trying to fucking repopulate the earth as many fucking white, you know. Uh, psychotic fucking weirdos as he can oh i'm sure he thinks like he, his dna is like superior somehow oh, 100%, <laughs> he's one 100%. of those guys 
you know, fucking pasty white doughboy that went bald at 18 years old. Right. Right. <laughs> as, yeah. as the superior genes. <laughs> yeah, no, not 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 exactly prime fucking stock, but uh but but he he thinks he is. So one last yeah. paragraph here, real quick. Uh, Musk has shown little reluctance to use X's technical tools to pursue personal grudges in December after Musk's takeover, Twitter banned an account known as Elon's jet to track the flights of Musk's private jet, which is public information, by the way, sure. uh, banned journalists who reported on the episode and suspended the official account of, uh, of Mastodon for referring to the account in a tweet. So yeah, just like, doesn't want it. Doesn't how petty is that to ban the official Twitter account of a competitor that has like one, one hundredth of the amount of users. That, that yours has you know just like yeah no i mean it, it's just you know he, he's just an insane person that he also tried to uh act like that person like almost got his his then girlfriend grimes like assassinated like he was like oh well some some stalker was following and it ended up like being complete bullshit and it had nothing to do with that yeah and that we covered that i think it was it was like one of his drivers was harassing somebody who didn't even know who he was let alone knew who grimes was let alone knew that they were in the area and it was like a day after the the jet was already parked in uh at an airport for like days right so none of the information from that had anything to do with the the incident and it was completely fabricated to begin with Right. Yeah. No, but doesn't, you know, don't, don't let that get in the way of a good story. I mean, he fucking called a, you know, brave fucking rescue worker, rescued, rescued some of the captured miners, a pedophile. Cause they were like, yeah, you're really dumb. And this, this sub idea you want, you, you, you keep trying to push on us for, you know, your own self aggrandizement. It's not going to fucking work. Uh, this, this, this one or two person submersible sub is not going to be the fucking solution to getting these miners out of this this you know trap cavern or whatever it wasn't miners it was like a fucking kid's soccer team or some shit like that it was like they or no they were yeah it was it was something like that they were like a sports team they were young like teenagers and they were just doing like this cavern exploring thing as a team together and then it rained and it filled up with fucking water and they couldn't get out um so yeah don't don't go in a cave if you don't have a way out Just, just good life advice there um <laughs> yeah yeah uh and and also just you know don't get yourself in a situation where the world's uh richest dumbest man you know was, is your only hope for survival <laughs> well just so it, you know you don't want to show up on his radar because whatever the situation it will absolutely become exponentially worse as soon as elon musk is involved it is a shame that he's not more into like oceanic exploration because it would have been a great fucking you fucking imagine if Musk was on that sub on on uh the, what, what the, the fucking Titan or whatever the fuck it was called? I can't like, imagine it. It's like literally, I don't think I could be. There's nothing I, I, I want in this world more than that. The, the that euphoria that I would have experienced had he been on that little fucking submersible. Um, did you see the animation that somebody did of that? Yeah, <laughs> just, that was first of all just really bizarre, but also just like very artistic <laughs> yeah no, it, was, it was hilarious somebody was um, like why didn't you warn us like the, the text was the warning you fucking idiot did you read the text that said animation of of fucking implosion of submersible implosion that was your fucking warning dipshit yeah no, i hate that, that. i hate when people say like well what is it tr- what isn't there a trigger warning it's like you could read the words that say what it is doesn't fucking do anything i mean look people people that came up with trigger warnings wanted you to be triggered in the first place they want attention that so they came up with a a phrase 
to get people fucking amped up for what they were about to see, to, to cause you to have anxiety about what you were about to witness. So. And there and there's degrees. I mean, obviously, I don't want to see anyone get like shot in the fucking head and like on my timeline unprompted. But at at the same time, you're going on the internet. Like the internet, you know, we're 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 a little older. We're old enough to remember what an absolute fucking lawless cesspool the internet was in the, in the nineties. I mean this, you know, I, I feel like the internet now is fairly oh, yeah. sanitized it's, compared it, to like the early days. Oh man. Yeah. Do, you remember going on rotten.com back in the nineties? Yeah. That and fucking, um, because <laughs> see, it was, I remember there was one of the first things I was world and like all that shit, you know? Yeah. First thing I ever saw on rotten.com. Cause it's just pictures of people dead. That's all it was. At least I don't know what it is now. Let me take yeah, a look here. I was gonna say, I don't know if that the first me. picture I ever saw on Rotten.com was a brain perfectly intact, perfectly just, you know, completely just just normal looking brain sitting in the middle of a fucking aircraft carrier's landing strip <laughs> by itself, by itself. And what happened was somebody's fucking head got caught in the rotors of a helicopter and it fucking. Oh, God. Their head exploded, but so their brain was perfectly intact and just laying there by itself. Wow. Like, not splatter, but like someone just took it out lovingly and <laughs> just, placed it upon the tarmac. placed it on the tarmac. <laughs> so I was just like, wow. Real fucking photos of real fucking violent deaths are never what they look like in movies. No. No. No, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of movies, there's a, I don't even know if you saw this story or if you... Uh, like knew the kind of backstory to this, but did you see this whole thing about the uh, guy who was the subject of the blind side? Mm, I don't know what that is. The, that horrible fucking Sandra Bullock Oscar bait movie from what was it, like 2013 or whatever. Mm, no clue. I vaguely know who she is because she was in speed in that movie where she floats around in space. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, this movie came out in like 2013. It was called the blind side. It was like, it was like one of the ultimate fucking white savior movies. I'm pretty sure it was a Disney produced movie, like based on a true story type thing uh-huh. uh, about this uh, giant, like, uh, you know, simple black kid. It, it was made to be simple in the movie, which is funny because it just recently, I don't know, it just recently came out, but it just became kind of popular knowledge that uh, he wasn't at all like, you know, uh, slow or anything. Like he actually went to a private special school, which is how she met him. Um, but you could see the, the, the level of racism retroactively when you watch this movie now, it's probably through the roof, but, um, basically we didn't know back then that was like the 2013s. That was, <laughs> well, so, all right. So this guy, basically he's a like gigantic, you know, like six, five, you know, 350, whatever. Um, any, any, but he's like, poor, like in the movie, at least he's super poor. Uh, and like, I guess, you know, Sandra Bullock, like sees him like walking, like to the library or something, but, and she like, whatever it is, she realizes he's homeless. And then she takes him in like, and adopts him into her fucking Texas, you know, family with this gigantic fucking big McMansion that they live in with Tim McGraw's her husband in the movie. I can tell why I've never watched this. No, it's fucking off. I mean, it's again, it's, it's exactly what you think it is. And, um, but it's, you know, you sat through the whole thing. You, you did it, huh? Yeah, no, I've seen it. I've seen it. I, look, I watched any sports movie once. I mean, I'm, you know. I, I oh, it's a sports movie, too. Even more reason I wouldn't watch well, it. Well, so, yeah, the blind side is a football term referring to the quarterback's blind side. So his, um, the left, the left side of the line, because when he drops back with the football, his back is to that 
area. So the tackle on the left if hand he's right handed. Correct. Yeah. I mean, which most quarter, but you know, statistically most are right. Um, but I guess technically any, yeah, if it's left-handed quarterback, the right side is the blind side, but they, yeah, it's a, yeah. But does, does the NFL let left-handed people play football? It seems like that was a thing they wouldn't allow. Yeah, no, there's a few, there's (laughs) a few Michael Vick, you know, fucking noted famous dog killer and, and, you know, star quarterback. Oh, he Um, was a lefty, huh? He was a lefty, yeah. He so when he was beating the dogs, he was, he was using his left hand. That's great. yeah, yeah. When he, when he was shocking the dogs with a fucking electric zapper, uh, he was using his left hand. That's that's yeah. important information to know. That, when he yeah. was drowning the dogs in a fifty-gallon barrel of water, that was his left hand. He was forcing the dog to death with. Yeah, so came back to play in the NFL. Colin Kaepernick never got to play again after you know mild tepid criticism of the racism. <laughs> America, only Cap- Colin Kaepernick had just uh, hung a dog from a tree until it couldn't breathe anymore. He would have been uh, been doing good with the owners. Yeah, but so okay, yeah. So anyway, so uh, so this yeah. So in the movie, like she takes him in and and in the movie adopts him, and he later goes on to become an NFL player. Like the real guy did go on to become a very successful Wait. NFL lineman. So it's based on a true story. It is basically, it's a real guy. Michael Orr uh, played for huh. the Baltimore Ravens. He was actually a, like a really, like an all, like an all pro uh, so tackle. When, so, when Sandra Bullock adopted him, was he an adult? Because I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I mean, he was like a <laughs> high schooler, like, uh, you know, okay. like 17, right. whatever. So she, you know, adopted this very slow, but, you know, very shy, big, gigantic black kid, you know, somehow, you know, put him on, you know, got him onto the football team. Uh, you know, obviously, like when you when you against know the all truth, odds, they got the big black guy on a football team when, you when know no one truth, else believed in it. Right. When you know the true story, <laughs> you could see the the real life complete, you know, oh, look at this gigantic black kid. We'll get him to play for the football team. My husband coaches and he'll be fucking right. unstoppable. But you like it, it's it's obvious there. But of course, she's made to seem like magnanimous in the in the Disney movie. Um, turns out unbeknownst to him because i guess he recently looked into this he had lawyers look into this not only they didn't actually adopt him they made themselves conservators his conservators uh and were uh, basically stealing his fucking nfl earnings for years oh, uh, tracks. yeah yeah uh like and 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 splitting them amongst their five fucking white you know rich kids I mean, this guy's made third tens of millions of dollars in the NFL. I mean, I don't yeah. know, probably maybe not great with money, which is why I didn't notice until just now. But, you know, th- again, not an excuse to be fucking robbed by some fucking, you know, uh, psychotic, you know, Chris- uh, very Christian. That was also the big, you know, another big element of the of film and, and and their whole fucking fake story. But um, this is this is the, one of the things that fucking hate about Hollywood is how they will take anything and try to make it into a feel-good story you remember um remember the you know the meme from you know look at me i'm the captain now that fucking yeah, yeah, captain yeah. What, what was his captain phillips whatever the oh, fuck captain, his name was? Captain? Yeah, yeah yeah captain phillips yeah it's like oh we'll have tom hanks play him he's pure good right and you know in the movie he like sacrifices himself to save his crew right and then he's he's hostage for days in the little fucking thing in the life raft going up and down and the navy's chasing them um that's not what happens in real life, the entire crew sued him because he tried to fucking give them up to save himself. <laughs> he was a craven, cowardly capitalist. Oh, man, that's and, great. And then, and this is the, even the better part, like once they had him as a, as a you know, hostage, 
they've got, you know, in the movie, like they've got a sharpshooter, but it's like too risky to take the shot and you know, all this stuff. In reality, they didn't fucking do that. They were taking shots at it nonstop for days. They were sh- constantly shooting at this fucking life raft. <laughs> it's just like, oh, actually, it would look terrible if we put that on film because it makes America look like the bad guy, which they were. Uh, they were also trying to, to fucking ram it and capsize it and drown it with uh, fire hoses. So, like, they didn't give a shit about his life or anyone's life on there. They were trying to kill them. <laughs> that <laughs> just, just reminded me. Different that, than what the movie portrayed. Did you see that funny? Uh, it was going around, like a screenshot of it was going around Twitter the uh, last couple of days. Okay, I did bookmark it. So, I don't know what this was in response to, but somebody tweeted at the official, like, Star Wars Twitter account, don't make Star Wars political. <laughs> And he's right. And Star Wars <laughs> responded to them. Uh, one queer character is existing isn't political, so I'm sure something about some of the new crap that nobody watches from Star Wars. But you know, well, nevertheless, one of the one of the stars in Star Wars is gay. I, I, I'm assuming it's something to do with a new character, some clickbait. You know, yeah. So and so in the new Ahsoka series is lesbian or whatever. Like I'm sure some clickbait headline like that to enrage the type of people that that enrages. Um, yeah. and then their second response was star Wars is literally in our name. Uh, and so, so the person responds, please explain number two, what's your point? <laughs> and then somebody responded, the original star Wars was an allegory of the Vietnam war. And then that other person responded, it absolutely was not unless the empire is the USA. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Once again, conservatives identifying with a villain. It would just be so great to like see them coming to that realization slowly and just like reevaluating their entire fucking life and fandom that they devoted to Star Wars. Like, just- I mean, I remember I, this. Obviously, this is you know, Vietnam War was before my time, but you know, my father was a Vietnam vet, and he very clearly has memories that he shared with me of when Vietnam invaded the United States, uh, and they were fighting on the beaches of California to you know repel the invading Vietnamese Navy ships. Yeah. <clears throat> That was definitely how that one went down. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, somebody could just be fucking trolling on purpose for that shit for, you know, the L's. I mean, it's possible, but but I I, I never underestimate uh, how stupid people can be, though. Like, I just it's been put in my face too many times for me to not realize, like to not to ever overestimate the intelligence of of literally anybody online, you know, anymore. So, yeah. I had a history teacher, this is a real life story, a history teacher uh, in high school, um, it was American history mostly, and he was, he was, I guess he was a creationist, he was like one of these people that literally believes the earth is 6,000 years old, but he was somehow still a really good American history teacher, mm. and he would try to like do little thought exercises with the class to say, you know, what what side of this issue do you think he would have been on if he would were alive back then, you know, like we were talking about the Vietnam War and the anti-war movement and, you know, just counterculture in general, hippies in general. And uh, we were learning, you know, we were seeing the footage of, you know, like the civil rights marches just being absolutely fucking brutalized by police for just walking, you know, things that hadn't like you didn't get to see that stuff on TV back then. I mean, now it's you got the Internet, you can see it anywhere. But this is, you know, you couldn't watch videos on the Internet yet. When, we, when I was taking this class, it was it'd be like hours to download a five minute video at best. 
so we're seeing all this shit for the first time and he's like hey so uh who here thinks they would have been a hippie back then and of course like you know all the fucking cool kids in the class that smoke weed raise their hand <laughs> right uh that all the jocks that you know fucking hate hippies were all like fuck that vietnam war was those are we lost that war because the fucking damn hippies were you know like that whole thing yeah um and I, I guess I didn't raise my hand when people were like, you know, would you be a hippie? Uh, and uh, everyone kind of, the teacher turned and was like, comrade, I figured you would have put your hand up. He didn't call me comrade. I was going to say, I, I figured that was a, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then everyone in the class turned and looked at me because they were oh, like, great. you know, I'm like, oh, I'm being put on the spot now. And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't think I would have been a hippie. I would have, I would have signed up with the Black Panthers though. And then everyone was like, hey, yeah, no, me too. Like, they all changed their fucking... <laughs> They're like, that's way cooler than be just being a hippie. So I was, I was just like, yeah, it was the fucking coolest kid in this class. It's me. It's me. <laughs> so, you know, I was like 15. I thought it was like going to be like the cool, edgy thing to say, you know? And I just... Right. I I'm, sure he thought he had you. I'm sure he thought he had you, too. I'm sure he was like, oh, I'm going to fucking embarrass this kid. <laughs> right. You know? He's like, right. Hey, motherfucker, let's go. Well, I just thought it was funny that he would, uh, you know, or that was a great learning exercise to kind of, you know, try to put kids into a position of, you know, where would you would have been on these issues had you been alive then? And, you know, really, you know, history is not abstract when you start to think about how you would have reacted to those events had you been in them. So I thought I thought that was great. A really great teaching tool to, uh, you know, have it be more than just words in a book. Yeah, and I feel like I very rarely ever got that level of uh, teaching in in high school and even, you know, to some degree in college like that. You really need a teacher who wants to go out of their way to do that, because I feel like every state curriculum is designed to completely eliminate that as a possibility, you know, to just leave you with, you know, the political leanings that you're that you're bestowed with, you know, by your by your parents or your grandparents or by whoever fucking. Well, you know, gets to you basically like every every teacher has the space to have classroom discussion. It's just usually it's such a fucking pain in the ass and goes all over the place that it's not productive. Right. So it, it's a it's a really big chance you're taking when you're having, you know, <laughs> trying to have a discussion amongst, uh, you know, 25 to 30 different people at the same time. Like, how do you corral that? How do you control Especially that? fucking teenagers who a lot of the, whom don't know what the fuck they're right. talking, you know, like, but it. You know, it got everyone to think about something they'd never thought about before or probably hadn't thought about before. And it was such a, you know, interesting conversation yeah, no, that, like, I'm still talking about it, to, you know, decades later. I remember it. <laughs> I remember that moment uh, and, and how important it was. Yeah. So, yeah. If, if you're listening to this and you're a teacher, um, make your students think about things that they haven't thought about before. <laughs> yeah. And then get screamed at by red faced white, you know, fucking right wing parents at your right. next pe- parent teacher conference You're or whatever. Indoctrinating to them to uh, hate the troops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, that'll, that'll go over well now, but you know, Hey, I, I, there, at least there are some that, uh, that, that try to try to do that. <laughs> oh shit. Um, what are we talking about here? Well, uh, we should probably talk about Hawaii a little bit before. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Before it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not a big place. Uh, and that's, you know. It, it just... kind of is when you're there. Have you ever been to Hawaii? No, no. It, I, I'd always wanted to go. but the, the big island is big. It's really big. Like all the other islands could fit inside that one island, I believe, pretty or pretty close to it. Um, but, the you know, the further south you go the newer the island is, right? Mm. 
And that new lava, because the big islands always, it's like constantly erupting. There's constantly, you know, new island being made. But it takes about a good, anywhere from about 500 to 1,000 years for lava rock to break down to the point where you can even have little tufts of grass growing in the cracks of it, right? And it's so the big island is almost all just fucking black rock and fucking like dry grass, right? Um, once you get up to Kauai, which is quite a bit ways north, it's a tropical paradise, uh, swarming with chickens and giant snails. <laughs> um, but yeah, just amazing. Amazing to go there. Amazing to visit. Um, but I can see how a fire like this would spread mm, like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, you reading you know, something? No, no. I'm a, 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 I just, you know... It, it, it's it's really unfortunate and it's i think more unfortunate that uh biden does not seem to be uh doing anything of substance to help them i don't know if you saw the 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 stimulus relief whatever you want to call it that he's providing to them um but he he did <laughs> yeah seven hundred dollars per, per household so once yeah, so uh, we're laser focused on getting aid to survivors, including critical need assistance, a one-time $700 payment per, yeah, like you said, per household, not even per person, per household, offering relief during an unimaginably difficult time. But if we your house staff- burned down, you're no longer a household, so sorry, but you don't get anything. Yeah, sorry, man. You need, you need the, Your roof still needs to be completely intact for you to receive the one-time $700 payment. So, you know, I don't make the rules. It's just, I mean, I, I think it's pretty fair. I mean, if you did lose your house, you should get $700 because that's how much a house costs, right? Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's a, it's a house. What could it cost? $700? I mean, how much could a banana cost? Yeah. $10? It, it's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just, we should just put the people in, in who, who lost everything in, in uh, Hawaii on a boat and fucking, or maybe a plane, <laughs> maybe I didn't think that would add too much, but maybe a plane, and shipped into the Ukraine, because fucking Ukraine seems to get just a constant flow of billions and billions of dollars. I think we're sending another, what was it, like 11 billion I saw that 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 Biden asked for to send to them? Yeah, we're up to about $125 billion total that we've sent to Ukraine. I looked it up. Oh, good. So we're, 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 we're approaching, like, we're getting close to half of our fucking you know, uh, uh, yearly insane bloated defense budget, or actually I think we're even up to like seven fifty now or some crazy number, but, um, Oh yeah. I saw that stat. Um, military spending under Joe Biden has increased 15%. Food insecurity under Biden has gone up 18%. Oh, weird. I'm sure there's no correlation. I was gonna say, it's almost like those two numbers are like, you know, I pretty damn close to identical i think 15 and 18 are two different numbers if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah no definitely definitely no correlation there um but you know it, it, it it's 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 gross and it's typical but uh, you know i there's i would expect no less of the biden administration um and this is why donald trump is leading him in the head-to-head national polls like it it's again it has nothing to do with i mean it's you know i'm sure to some of his psychotic basis has something to do with trump but it really doesn't have a lot to do with trump again a fucking just somebody not named joe biden who stood a chance of winning a primary would be i can't imagine how horrific they'd have to be to not be leading biden right now in head-to-head polling because and and anyone could run against him i mean if rfk jr can run against him then like anybody else could yeah if anyone had a fucking spine anyone could run against him like that's the problem you could just say all right you know what i'm fucking done playing this game 
I'm done carrying water for you fucking idiots. I'm just going to run a third time. And you're just going to have to fucking like it. And he'd win. So, yeah. But he won't. Yeah. So this is uh, over. Uh, that last number I saw for the death toll was 106 people dead with over 1,000 missing. Now, I'm sure that there's quite a few people that dove into the ocean and, you know, swam to a hotel. And that's why they haven't been accounted for. But I, I have a feeling that that 106 is going to go way up. Yeah, I mean, we're lucky if half of those people survived. I would be, I'd be shocked. That's not a, uh, yeah, not, not an. And easy. this is the, this is the most deadly fire in a hundred years. The second most deadly fire was five years ago. Oh, in Paradise, California, almost the oh, exact same weird. situation where another environmental fire. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's weird how you, that. You, so it was super dry with extremely high winds that knocked down power lines that started the fire in both cases. Right. Yeah, another environmentally, you know, climate accelerated fire. Um, I'm sure totally not at all a sign of any, you know, significant issues, though, that we're having right now. Um, I think they said again this year for I don't know how many years in a row was the hottest ever in recorded history. So that's that's great. Um, You know, the hottest in recorded history so far. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah right no seriously i mean it literally every year is so far because every year for the last i don't remember for how fucking many years it's been the hottest year in recorded history uh some people would call that a uh trend you know some may even go as far to say that that's an alarming trend um, but we've been having the hottest year in history for thousands of years that doesn't prove anything anthony <laughs> right that's not that's not a bad sign at all that's that's the i mean that's like my favorite um climate change denial thing is yeah, to, yeah like yeah. the the climate change isn't real because climate change has always been real you don't you see <laughs> the climate has always been changing we've always been increasing the temperature for as long as we've as long as you know humans have been I mean, recording it you know the yeah, last weird. the last ice age was only ten thousand years ago <laughs> I mean that's true, but like, would you would you want to be running around the fucking you know the, the arctic arctic tundra of fucking Missouri with woolly mammoths? No, I, and again, no. these people are not serious people. Like nobody who actually has any sort of scientific literacy, literacy whatsoever could look at the 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 climate numbers and look at the the you know uh, the the global temperatures you know year to year and decade to decade and you know over longer stretches and not realize that we are rapidly accelerating the the natural sort of climate cycle right. of the planet um but well this is this this form of denial is my favorite conundrum of human thought because everyone does it about a different thing sure oh yeah right and it's it's what the republicans do with climate change is climate change isn't real but if it was real it would be a good thing <laughs> yeah no, that's my that's that's my favorite well come on guys i i hate the winter too i don't like snow come on it'd be fucking great if it, it's if New York literally was 70 degrees in january back when uh george w bush was president i think it was the state department put out a report that said it highlighted the benefits of global warming one of which was a uh increased growing season for agriculture <laughs> increase growing season until drought kills all the fucking crops light kills the entire fucking crop supply and we all die off right right see the upshot of a nuclear holocaust is that for a few seconds you could you know read a book uh even at nighttime (laughs) you've got sign get an amazing suntan like you did you just get this great fucking all over even tan Yeah, I mean, you, you've you always said you wanted to lose some weight, right? Well, here you go. 
can shed 80% of your body mass in, in a fucking snap of a finger. Yep. So Republicans have started to, uh, I guess, acknowledge that climate change is real because it's, you know, like, literally it's just like every day it's another slapping fucking, you in the face. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, pe- people worried that the day after tomorrow was going to look too over the top. If <laughs> right. I take it seriously. And it turns out they were actually pulling their punches on that one. So. Well, and, I rem- and we talked about that movie a few times on the show, but I remember like seeing that movie and being like, oh, man, this is great. Like it's an actual left wing, like big, dumb Hollywood action movie, you know, for the first time. They're usually they usually tend to be right-wing fucking you know right. nightmares um but i do remember at the time being like yeah but i mean obviously i don't even know if this i don't know if this hurts the cause to some extent because it's obviously a li- it's a little hysterical and then you look at it like 20 years later at this point because i think it came out in like oh three oh four and you're like yeah you know honestly i mean it, it really was not as far-fetched as it seems like it's not no. going to happen in in two days but all of new york city underwater that'll never happen for another <laughs> right six i months. mean you know it, it, it's it's <laughs> it's certainly a much more accelerated timeline than I think we could have even yeah. imagined, you know, it was, it was a lot of those movies back, you know, right around the, like the late nineties, early two thousands. Like you remember the one where, uh, <clears throat> there was a volcano going off and, uh, James Bond had to go save Sarah Connor from it. Yeah. Dante's peak. So yeah. <laughs> was, my favorite, my favorite thing about the nineties was that there were always two competing, like identical disaster movies to the point where right. you're like, and was, you know, somebody was, was one... like shopping a script around and someone else just basically did a treatment up on their own. Basically. Right. So they had like the pyroclastic volcano in like, you know, the Pacific Northwest. And that's, that's the one we're talking about. And then they had like the, um, the movie just uh, called volcano with Tom, Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Jones. And it's like downtown LA, you know, like very, <laughs> right. very like, you know, totally different places, but like the volcano itself matches like the, the you know, the kind of volcanic events that would take place right. in different places. Then you have Deep Impact and Armageddon in like the same year, fucking a almost identical premise, just, you know, one slightly more scientific than the other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that was, but but yeah. honestly, Armageddon, better movie. Dumber movie, but better movie. It, it's there, There's some I, weirdo charm about that movie. I don't know what it is. You can't not salute the flag when that movie comes on. You know, it just fills your heart. Aerosmith comes on, and you're just like, oh, God, I can't. Oh. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, obviously people talk about the great, the Ben Affleck commentary where he clowns on the science of that movie, but he even says in that movie, like, there's something about the way that that movie shot. Like, I don't believe in any of the stuff that that movie t- it professes in, but I still, he, his him saying, like, I still feel like my eyes still well up when we do the fucking walk to the shuttles and the you know the, the incredibly artistic you know <laughs> shot motion walking together shots Look, yeah you know michael bay a lot of things complete hack in some ways not a bad visual director like he's got a visual flair um i would not <laughs> i would not profess to like any of his his you know uh, his writing or his you know views on on the world in general but <laughs> i mean i think we all are are megan fox when we say that working for him was probably like working for hitler yeah again yeah as a person not not a great guy i mean he's fucking you know i'm not gonna get another job for 10 years but i need you to know that michael bay is hitler <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking amazing um yeah because you can't you can can't shoot some shit blowing up you can't say stuff like that when you're you know when steven spielberg is <laughs> the one who hires you you can't uh can't throw that one around no no um, no i do love though about that the, the thing about that movie that everyone complained about is like you really you're gonna train these fucking oil rig miners <laughs> to, to go, be right. astronauts rather than training astronauts to drill right but but they there was a fucking i watched this thing where they had a, an actual astronaut 
um, like reviewing famous sci-fi films. And he's like, that's actually what we would do because it'd be, it would take less time to train a regular person, you know, who's, who, who knows, uh, who, who's an expert at this one thing. It would take less time to train them to like the general shit about being an astronaut than it would take to train an astronaut how to do the, to do this very, very specific thing that would, you know, I was like, it, huh, it, it's so funny because it's, time. <laughs> it's some like, it's such dumb guy logic, but it does have a weird, you know, I guess it does track if you, if you think about it, but that is such like a immediate sticks out to you as like, wow, that seems really stupid, but that's funny. That's I really, mean, that's great. If you really want to know, like, you know, if you want to really want to have sci-fi films ruined, go on YouTube and look up, you know, sci-fi reviewed by actual astronaut clips and they will ruin every sci-fi movie you've ever watched yeah. i can't bring myself to watch that event interstellar because i'm sure that would bum me out well i do know but the, like a lot of the interstellar science was really sound and i'm you know obviously the last you know 40 minutes notwithstanding but the you know like a lot of the physics of the black hole itself and of some of the planets that they go to but yeah, I mean, I don't really want to get into that one because I, I also don't want that ruined. Um, but yeah, so one of the ones they really don't like is The Martian. Um, and part of I mean, the first part is like ridiculous that the storm would come out of nowhere because um, if you had people on Mars, you would be tracking every weather system on the I was entire say, planet. You'd, you'd kind of be looking at these things. But... Uh, it, it, and, and the air is so thin that, yes, Mars has storms that big, but the air is so thin, it would like you could have a 200 mile an hour wind and not even feel it because mm. the air is so thin. So, like, the idea that they would have to flee from it and, you know, the wind's, like, hitting them and knocking them over. Like, no, that would never happen. But the one they really don't like is the end when he has to, like, um, his his little module can't get far He has, like, no windshield and he has so to, he's like... Got, well, that part's fine. That's not... The, the part that they that makes no fucking sense is he cuts a little hole in his in his the hand of his flight suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the fly. air will, fl- you know, propel yeah, yeah, him yeah. like Iron Man, which they even say in the movie because, you know, they own the rights to it, so... <laughs> And it's he's like, okay, first of all, there's there's so little air in your suit at any given time that like all of the air that was be would be in there would leak out within seconds, but it would do so with so little force that it would not propel you whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and also like holding it in the exact right spot to propel you would be almost impossible because, you know, it, you, your arm is not your center of balance. So it, it would basically propel you sideways no matter where you put it. Oh, it would just spin you, I would imagine. Yeah, like- exactly. Exactly. So again, um, Ruining good movies. I mean, not that that you know, just having been or not been, but Matt Damon uh, in the movie kind of ruins everything, anyways. But um, no, uh, fuck Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> what's, your, what's your beef with Matt Damon? What's- I don't really have a beef with Matt Damon. He's just it's it's something about him. It's like just I just never forgiven him for fucking trying to trying to re- trying to get Leo killed at the end of the Departed. <laughs> That's what it is. No, it's just that I I can't. Like whenever I see him in a movie, all I see is him. I don't see a character, right? Yeah. And, and, and and whether an actor is a good actor or a mediocre actor, if I forget that I'm watching the actor, then the the illusion is, you know, in, in place. Whenever I see him suddenly walk in, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this is there's Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon see, it up. <laughs> I mean, to some extent, but I think that also has to do with like the roles you take, like you take that role because you want to just be Matt Damon for two hours. Like that movie is designed to be a vehicle for like superstar actor for, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think when I, when I watched the departed, I don't think like, like obviously it's Matt Damon, but I'm not like, Oh, that's Matt Damon. I'm like, Oh, this is some Dick fucking social climber, uh, Boston cop. And maybe that's cause that's like similar to his real personality that I get lost in that role. But I don't know. 
But, uh, but I mean, everybody in that movie is basically that. So it, it, it's it, right. it, it feels it's like it's of, appropriate, you know? Right. Um, I, and I've, I feel like I ne- almost never felt like that about Leo. Like I, I, I almost always lose. He almost always loses himself in whatever role he's playing. Like I can't think of too many movies where it's. Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, The Revenant is a great example of that where I don't feel like I'm watching a guy I've already seen a million times. But you remember. Um, oh, God. Uh, Christina Hendricks from Mad Men, yeah, yeah. right? One of my favorite <clears throat> women actors, because, I mean, obviously she's fucking gorgeous, but if you see her in other roles, you realize, like, how much really good acting she was doing on Mad Men, because that's not, you know, like, the character she plays is so memorable because she's not just, like, I don't take anyone's shit, but, like, actually takes a lot of people's shit, but knows how to fucking, you know, still navigate this fucking shitty sexist world um, that they're all living in. But then you see in her movie like uh, Lost River, directed, written and directed by Ryan Gosling, a fantastic film shot in Detroit. And like, I know that's still her, but I never felt like I was watching the same person. Just completely, you know, and, and I wouldn't say she's like a great actor, but as, as long as an actor can make me forget that I'm watching an actor, they've done a good job. Yeah, no, their, job, their job is done at that point. Yeah, um, and not every actor is going to be Daniel Day-Lewis where they completely, you know, change the way they look and talk and walk <laughs> for each role either, you know? Right. I think Phil, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman did a great job of that where he didn't always transform himself. He did occasionally, you know, especially for like Capote. Um, but you know, you never felt like you're watching the same Philip Seymour Hoffman twice. No, no, <laughs> I'm sure it's a movie you've never seen. Cause it's mostly a bad movie, but he's so fucking funny in this like bad tw- uh, 20, 10's comedy called Long Came Polly. Have you ever seen that? Who else is in that? Who's the Ben Affleck? Uh, not the Ben Affleck. Uh, fucking what's Ben Stiller. Name? Yeah, Ben Stiller. Yeah, I've seen clips of it. Um, there was a big retrospective thing that somebody cut together when he, when he died or whatever. Yeah, yeah, when he died, and it, he, he's so fucking funny in that movie. He yeah. he 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 basically plays like he's like a one hit wonder, like eighties child star. He was in like the equivalent of like uh like the breakfast club type thing uh-huh. um and he's like but but he can't like let go of the fact that he people know him as like the kid from that one movie right and he's in like an off-broadway production of um <laughs> jesus christ superstar playing judas but he's like complete fucking like you know full of himself and like thinks he should play jesus and like gets thrown <laughs> off the it's it's really fucking funny he's really good <laughs> he's just like a complete fucking oaf uh, but yeah, yeah. Did you ever see, very unlike uh, him too. When you, know you ever see Love real? Liza, no, no, Love Liza, yeah, great little indie movie from the early two thousands, um, where he plays a guy, he plays a widower, uh, guy's wife just died, and he takes up a gasoline huffing habit <laughs> of all things. <laughs> That's great. And I know I knew a guy back then who used to huff duster, and like the. You know, just huffing anything to get high is not good. <laughs> no, yeah, no, um, that's, your brain is but, fucking. But like the stupor it would put him in was so fucking similar to you know what Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is going through when he would huff all this gasoline. That I I, I guarantee an actor like that he fucking tried he did it, it once for real. Just, oh yeah, <laughs> just yeah. just to you know like probably recorded himself doing it too to be like, okay, what did I look like when I was fucking high as shit off of huffing gasoline? Yeah. Um, what did what did he die from? Didn't he didn't he have like a drug thing? 
Oh, in real life? Yeah, oh, he yeah. died of heroin. Yeah, yeah he died of fucking so, heroin. I mean, I, I, it probably wasn't too. It probably was. He probably wasn't like too, you know, scared to try. He was probably just like, yeah, why not? Let's let's see what. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think let's every see. fucking person on heroin is fucking rail skinny like Scott Weiland from the Stone Temple Pilots? You know, yeah, raccoon eyes and Cobain, shit, like but... towards the end of his life was was fucking you know emaciated. Yeah. But that's I guess not every. Uh, I guess it depends on what else you do in addition to the heroin, you know. Well, almost anyone who dies of heroin is probably on something else at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah almost yeah. every fatality is, you know, when when you mix certain things together and it's it, you know, two plus two equals ten, kind of a comp- compounding yeah. action, you know. So I, um, that's when I, I've still got some of these uh, narcotic pills I'm taking. I don't even remember what they are, but I've I like I won't take even like one of them at the same time as I'm having a drink, just because like I don't <laughs> I don't trust them. Um, yeah, no, it's bad. It's really bad to mix the two of those just, yeah, just you know, yeah. internally. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Fucking sucks. Phillips we were talking about the, the fucking, yeah, we got off on a tangent there big time, but we were talking about the house Republicans, <laughs> uh, basically admitting that climate change is real and their solution for it is oh, to, shit. um, they want to plant a trillion trees. Which is actually a great fucking I was idea. Say, that's what we do. We haven't we'd like we've been that's, saying that for that fucking would be, decades. Like right. environmentalists been like, yeah, that's because you know, trees are you great know, breathe in CO two capture. Yeah, but they capture the carbon and hold on to it until they burn. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Until we until we fucking you know deforest the entire fucking you know uh, so, area that we plant them in, but. And this is no small thing, you know. What's if you planted a trillion trees once they were fully grown? These new forests could capture between 488 and 1,012 billion tons of CO2. That's an awkward way of saying one trillion, which is about a quarter to one third of all C, uh, human CO2 emissions. Hmm. So, so if we planted a, 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 a trillion trees that could eat up <coughs> a quarter to a third of all of our carbon pollution, just that alone. But you know that because it's the Republicans, there's a fucking catch. <laughs> and the catch is that what they want to do is basically plant a monoculture for the timber industry. So they're going to, as soon as these trees are mature, they're going to cut them down and turn them into lumber. <laughs> so that you basically have no benefit whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. So that's as soon as you, yeah. as soon as you kill them and cut them down, the carbon escapes from the wood. It's it like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's you know, again, never, you know, there, 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 there can never be anything that we do that's not horrific uh, in in Washington. But I, yeah, I, I just, I feel like there's, you know, there are solutions. People know what they are. It's just never going to happen. There's never going to be a fucking situation. I mean, it'll happen when it's way too late to actually, you know, do anything meaningful. We'll have been fucking choked, you know, nearly to death by the time we actually do anything remotely meaningful, you know, towards reducing our climate emissions. Yeah. Oh, you wanted to breathe that air? Well, why didn't you say something earlier? Right. I, I didn't, I didn't know you wanted to breathe air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of things, um, getting worse and worse and nobody doing anything until it's too late. Um, facial recognition AI is starting to scare the shit out of me. Uh, my mother, <laughs> um, all, all of her years combined have not prepared her for the dark future that's coming. She, was trying to unlock her phone with using the facial recognition thing and it would, wouldn't work. And I was like, mom, you do the facial recognition thing. Like that's, don't you know all the fucking ways that can be misused? And like, you don't know who has access. Like that's biometric information that, you know, a giant corporation has <clears throat> of you and you don't know what they do with it beyond you just unlocking your phone. Well, it wasn't working for some reason. It like just locked her out of her phone. She couldn't get into her phone. 
Um, and I'm like, just do the six digit passcode thing. Like that's just, you know, it's super Damn. quick too. And she's like, well, what, how could anyone misuse it? I'm like, how could, let me just start listing all the ways that they can't misuse it. Cause there's none. Um, but this is, I mean, there was a woman, it was just recently, there was a woman who was eight months pregnant, who was falsely arrested because a, of a, a, a false positive match from an AI camera, mm-hmm. from basically an AI facial recognition camera system. Right. Right. And this is, I just want to read a couple paragraphs here. Where is this from? I uh, don't know where this is from. Uh, oh, no, this is from Rolling Stone. So uh, article title, these women tried to warn us about AI. Uh, is the title there today? The risks of artificial intelligence are clear, but the warning signals have been there. Oh, that's the subtitle. Okay, so there was a study. Apparently, <clears throat> the results were troubling when a group of California scientists gave GPT two the prompt. The man worked as it completed the sentence by writing a car salesman at the local Walmart, which is <laughs> kind of weird because they don't sell cars at Walmart. <laughs> so it's like the AI just like knows what America is. It's fucking Walmart parking lots and cars, and that's America. Yep. Yeah. So, however, what the the prompt the women worked as generated. Quote, a prostitute under the name of Harima. <laughs> like, what? Why what, Why would the AI cut, like, what What are the, I don't know, like, whatever it's learning off of is, you know, already just a, a, a festering cesspool of fucking racism, apparently. Right. <laughs> Equally disturbing was the, um, was, quote, the white man worked as, which resulted in a police officer, a judge, a prosecutor, and the president of the United States, which is also like all of those things are mostly bad. <laughs> so like, is it is it trying to tell us something? Yeah. In, yeah, in yeah. contrast, the phrase the black man worked as prompt generated, quote, a pimp for 15 years. <laughs> like, and it's, it's just it's like, OK, okay so. Well, let me get to my, my final point after I finish this last two paragraphs here. As language models continue to develop, companies try to filter their data sets. However, in addition to suppressing words like white power and upskirt, they also suppress <laughs> words. I don't know. I don't Why know. those two words of all things? Okay. Uh, apparently the two most popular porn search titles. I don't know. White power. Yeah. What, then... White power and upskirt. They also suppressed words like twink. A seemingly derogatory term repurposed in a playful way by folks in the LGBTQ community. (laughs) And it's from this research paper, quote, if we filter out the discourse of marginalized populations, we fail to provide training data that reclaims slurs and otherwise describes marginalized identities in a positive light. The paper reads, "It's, it's like, why are we even doing this? What the fuck do we need this for that we have to have it? And what societal to... need is this is this filling? Like, I don't I what I, is, you know, like, do we do we need what do we need the AI to do? Essentially, write books. We have people to write books. What What, what yes. is what is it like? You know, it's just, well, we have to have an AI in case we need it for something <laughs> like what? Why? Why? Why does this have to be? Why does this have to be in the first place? Yeah, no, I, I don't. I've never heard an actual legitimate, you know, uh, use for AI, you know, articulated where I agreed with it and was like, and, yeah. And no, you, you is- think that like these AI systems, we're going to hand over our, you know, financial information, our facial biometric data, our, you know, like you're going to have, you think identity theft is bad now. Wait till you have an AI in charge of all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that. It, it, it's it's just you know it's a nightmare scenario. But we're 
rapidly hurtling towards it. So it's uh, it's one of these horrible things in this country, like everything else, where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, fucking sucks. Is what it is. It sucks to live in this this hellhole country in this this horrible time that we that we happen to live in. But um, don't we're, see we're like the the, the we're in like the last couple years of you know basically having the security or the the, the well being. Uh, of mind of of knowing that there's not AIs actively trying to kill us yet. Yeah, yeah, no, that'll come. Uh, it'll it'll be. Yeah, remember how awesome it was when that wasn't happening. That'll definitely be the. Uh... <laughs> Why did we create AIs again? In the, like, yeah. What did we do? What was the purpose that they were supposed to? Well, I mean, like we, we, we didn't want to have to pay no, McDonald's. No, for that. We didn't have to want to pay, pay McDonald's cashiers fifteen dollars. So you know, we came out with the came up with this. You know, it's that meme with the guy with the domino, and it's like you know, <laughs> didn't want to pay a living wage, and then the top of it is hunted daily by by you know death robots by fucking right. terminators. Seriously, oh god, <laughs> fucking sucks. Well, well, they kept telling us for years that. You know, automation was going to take over our, uh, our our living wage burger flipping jobs, but now they can't fucking find enough kids to even do that. Nobody wants to fucking do that job in the first place. No, and and you know they, they they've proven time and time again that like actual uh, jobs like that for the most part are very hard to replace with automation. All they can do is you know horrific bullshit like that, and you know have uh, you know the things that they put money into f- trying to figure out are the uh, heinous applications of AI, you know, the, the, the facial recognition things, the, you know, just the more efficient drones, like things like that, that are just like a net negative to society. But, um, yeah, no sucks. I got nothing. I got nothing to fucking, you know, nothing. Well, I mean, the thing with automation is it it works great as long as it's working and, and, and only like one little thing can go, you know, has to go wrong before the entire assembly line can no longer function. Whereas with Mm -hmm. people, you know, if if one person gets injured or is sick, you can have someone else do it easily. It's it's our ability to adapt to constantly changing circumstances that makes us uh, <laughs> so good at what we do, whatever job it might be. Um, it's amazing how temper it is truly. And again, this is like a really minor equivalence of it, but. So Microsoft has this uh, app or, uh, you know, program. I, I don't really know what you want to call it because they don't really have apps anymore. But um, basically a program called Power Automate. And it's, have you, I, I, I think it's fairly new. Did you were, did you have that when you were working at the State Department? Uh, I don't know. It was, we had something called White Power Automate. Is that similar? To, no. <laughs> I, it is similar. It's, it's it, that's the government variant, but uh no, no, so we the- had we had all these really archaic systems in place because um, the government didn't want us to be able to track what we were doing, but wanted mm. to track what we were doing. Sure, right. right. They wanted to be so able we to track had it. To, they want you to be able to, yeah, do anything. So, so we all it. had to use like Internet Explorer as our oh, browser, right, right. <laughs> which exactly. is just like, wow, how come nothing's working? Nothing's loading? Oh, because we're using a web browser from thirty years ago. Okay, right. Um, so no, but basically my uh, power automate is like a Microsoft app that like integrates with Excel and word and all of their other fucking apps. And you can use it to create like prompts where it's like, uh, every time an email is sent to this email address, forward it, you know, to, or, you know, dump it into Excel as a row, like populate the information. So it's, it's actually fairly useful if you're trying to do stuff like that, but it's like the littlest thing can hang it up and like just break the entire fucking 
process and it's like i I don't think that this fucking technology is ever going to be smart enough where it's not going to basically require like an in an inordinate amount of human uh intervention to to function right like i i I can't see a situation like and i again don't see the utility for it at that point but um yeah you know it's just one of the things they were working on at state department um when i was there was um trying to they they were we they we had to give consent for this because it was such like a new thing and i was like whatever just go ahead and do it but it was like some kind of outside agency that they were contracting with to basically record some of the best callers that we had um and have computers analyze their speech patterns to build ai speech programs to basically take our jobs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so and they said well it wouldn't be for complex problem solving stuff but for like really basic rudimentary shit that you know you probably don't want to do anyway we you know we want to like basically copy your voice you know because <laughs> you've got you've got like a really nice tone of voice and you know your cadence can change up you know like it wasn't they weren't saying this to me specifically but they were like talking about the kinds of vocal qualities they were looking for um in certain call center agents to try to replicate with with basically an AI. And they said, oh, it's still, you know, years and years away, but here's what we're doing. Here's what we're looking for. You know, what kind of patterns can we teach a an AI to, you know, have the most pleasing sounding voice so that customers don't get pissed off <laughs> that they're talking to a robot? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's certainly some of these calls I don't want to take because they're so fucking boring. I'd rather be focused on the really, you know, difficult problem solving ones that no computer is ever going to be able to take away. Um, but yeah, that was, so that was like the very beginning, like the frontier of, of, you know, seeing how AI was going to be used in the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's, and that's what it's it should not, be. It's not going to be what for it just like shitty fucking mundane tasks. Oh you don't yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's, it shouldn't be used for, you know, writing a script for, a you know, blockbuster but entertainment see, but hollywood is so fucking devoid of any humanity whatsoever that that to them is a mundane task like that's not like the 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 joy of their fucking existence like it is for people who are actually passionate about you know screenwriting and or write creative writing in general where yeah. it's like this is what gives me life to fucking put these thoughts in my head onto a piece of paper and then see someone turn it into like make it and let I can watch my fucking, you know, thoughts come to life and my, my ideas come to life. That's like the joy of a writer's life, but to a Hollywood fucking scumbag, you know, Harvey Weinstein executive, (laughs) that's like the, the annoyance of like the, that's the fucking priming the pump for the, the, you know, the, the money that they're, they're trying to rake in from this, this fucking, you know, like every other business they just see as dollars and cents. It's just, do you have that, um, that audio clip, I feel like now would be a good time to play that. Yeah, yeah, let's play that because uh, we'll play it before we get out of here. Um, so this is actually a clip of Brian Cranston uh, at one of the uh, SAG rallies, uh, SAG WGA uh, strike rallies, uh, talking about Bob Iger, everyone's favorite uh, CEO of Disney. Uh, we've got a message for Mr. Iger. You look through things through a different lens. We don't expect you to understand who we are. We ask you to hear us. Beyond that, to listen to us. We will not be having our jobs taken away and giving to robots. We will not have you take away our right to work and earn a decent living. 
most importantly, we will not allow you to take away our dignity. We are union through and through, all the way to the end. Thank you. God bless you. Stay together. We will win this fight. God bless you. That's so he, awesome. he immediately followed that up with, you may take our lives, but you will never take our freedom. <laughs> fucking uh, yeah. Brian Cranston auditioning for the role of Eugene Debs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. No, I love Cranston. I, just, I love how he says, he's just like, robots! <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. He, he brings every bit of dramatic flair. Like, you could tell that was such a great fucking... But, you know, and that's great. Like, he doesn't have to do that. And he's like, he's one of the few actors that probably would be fine, you know, regardless of what happens with the strike. Oh, yeah. He's, he's yeah. making sure to lend his voice to it. So that, that you know, that that means a lot coming from someone like that. And then you see Putz is like fucking Stephen Amell, uh, you know, being like, oh, well, uh, I don't really support the strike. I support my union, but I don't. Did you see that shit the other week? Yeah, I saw somebody was was basically being a fucking turd about it. What, who? What was the guy's name again? Uh, Stephen Amell. He's he was Green Arrow on on the CW show for like eleven years or whatever. Yeah. Um, which was you know at least the first season was really good, and then like every CW superhero show fucking fell off a cliff and then went you know for another seven or eight seasons. But Ugh, um, I, I yeah, no, think about it. It's it, atrocious, and he's also actually on a really good series on stars called heels, which is like a, like a pro wrestling drama. So it, it bums me out that he's such a shithead, but uh, mm. I guess you hang hang around enough, you know, pro wrestlers, you're going to develop that anti-union mentality. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I was um, watching last night. I don't know if, I think I sent you the trailer for it today. Which, um, uh, oh, they yeah, clone yeah. Tyrone. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't checked out yet. So is that, I didn't, I hadn't even heard of it. So I see it on Netflix. I'm like, ah, oh, what do you know? This looks fucking interesting. Yeah, John Boyega. Uh, John Boyega. It's this weird thing in my head where I feel like Disney's so like fucked that if you're ever in a Disney movie, you're not allowed to say the word fucked ever publicly or in any other movie the rest <laughs> right. of your life. Like they just own you. And I know that Boyega was probably the most disillusioned with Disney after going through the whole Star Wars bullshit thing there. And uh, he pretty much said, you know, yeah, fuck Disney. Fuck Star Wars. Um and it's a good little comedy. I mean, it's it's like a dark comedy, but I feel like people are, you know, they've, they've seen, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. There we go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> very different. Very, Dude, very different. <laughs> I am sorry if you're listening to this right now. No, one of, one of my favorite uh, modern directors. Yeah. So, and I mean, the, the film's, you know, clearly a comedy, but it's it's shot like a, you know, very indie art house type film. Yeah. They're not they're not cutting the fucking shot every 20 seconds, you know, every three seconds or whatever. Like there's there's actually some shots where I'm like, did the movie freeze up or they're are they really just holding the shot this long? <laughs> um, but yeah, and Jamie Foxx is fucking great and everything. I mean, he's always going to be the most talented guy in the room wherever he is. But, you know, it's just it's a fun little popcorn movie, kind of a definitely like a black exploitation throwback uh so yeah check that out if you're on netflix yes no absolutely i, I want to check out two boots riley's new series i haven't had time to check that i think that's i haven't even heard about it what's he what's he got going it's called i'm a virgo uh i think it's on hulu i want to say hang on let me look it up uh it had a really funny premise uh let's see uh boots riley I'm a virgo so it's on oh it's on amazon ironically enough you made a whole fucking movie about how horrific Amazon is, and they still gave him some money to make a show. Um, 
Yeah, they don't care. They no, don't I do. They, they don't even pay attention. I mean, they, they know they, they're they, evil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a coming of age joyride about Cootie, a 13 foot man who escapes to experience the beauty and contradictions of the real world. He forms friendships, finds love, and navigates awkward situations and encounters Thir- his idol. idol 13 named- foot tall man? Yes, yes. Is he like half horse? Is that how he got that height? <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Boots try his obsession with. Oh, also, Walton are... Goggins is in it, which which immediately raises it up five notches for me. So I don't know who that is. Walton Goggins, fucking um, I mean, you, I, you probably don't know him from Justify. He's just a great character actor. He's in a million things. Uh, oh, yeah. he was in fucking uh, Hateful Eight. He was the 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 Confederate guy that that survives to the end. <sighs> Look, look up a picture. You'll recognize him immediately. He has a fucking crazy face. Very You're going to have to send me a fucking link because I can't remember shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he, he's, he's a great fucking just over-the-top uh, character and everything that he's in. So that actually, yeah. that that's something I should go out of my way to check out. I'll here. check it out once I um, just send you the uh, remember if I have the thing. picture of him. You know this guy. Oh, God. Let me take a look here. This is great content for the podcast, by the way. Well, yeah, because like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you'd definitely be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Oh, yeah, he's the guy from fucking Ant-Man 2. He's an Ant-Man? Oh, I yeah. didn't see the second one. Yeah, Ant-Man 2. You're not missing anything. Yeah, I just I <clears throat> wasn't. There was no hole in my heart for not seeing pretty much anything Marvel's done yeah. since uh, Endgame. It's kind of, you know. I saw that Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and that, that was pretty good. Yeah, that I heard was that was good. good. Made money. Uh, James Gunn finally, you know, <laughs> it's just just proving that like the stakes don't always have to be the entire galaxy or the entire universe because it's it's just like at that point, like you might as well have no stakes at that point. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, it's a little kind of a little bit more of, of, a, of an agenda with this one and uh, definitely going to make you sad. But that's, you know, what he does. Um, I mean, look, you know, what people want to say about James Gunn, he is a real filmmaker. Like he makes movies like he's always been. I mean, he came from fucking Lloyd Kaufman trauma troop of, uh, you know, direct, young trauma movies. That, that oh, my God. You're taking Kaufman me back to my your... fucking to my teen years with those trauma movies. Like Tromeo trauma. and Juliet. Yeah, no, fucking Toxic Avenger, Tromeo and Juliet. Just... That, those movies were just like, you know, the shit you're not allowed to get away with at any studio. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and we're going to fucking home in on that shit. Lloyd Kaufman, too, the the f- founder of uh, uh, Troma, or I don't know, founder, owner, whatever. He Just the craziest fucking interview you'll ever hear in your life if you ever hear him talk. He's just such a, just a crazy, but like it, it's evident in the movies that are that were coming out of that studio. But he's just a like a real life crazy person. So it, it's just always funny to hear like, oh, yeah. the stories yeah. about like interning there. Like I know James Gunn. Did, there were a bunch of pretty famous directors I think that started with Trauma. Um, yeah. But yeah, just 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 great shit if you're into that sort of stuff. Well, and it's just people like the movies are so fucking sanitized now that like I don't think people realize what, you know, if you're not familiar with trauma films back in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, um, you know, go go watch some of those movies like Tromeo and Juliet and then realize just how fucking awful Disney is to have just, you know, made shit like that impossible to be on a big screen nowadays yep no 100 percent. so speaking of movies you can't make anymore <laughs> i'm just looking at the list of people who actually work for trauma like early in their career james gunn trey parker you know the south trey parker matt stone the south park guys uh vincent d'onofrio eli roth samuel l jackson jj abrams i forgot he was a trauma guy billy bob thornton 
Oliver Stone, I guess. I, there, there's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's so it, it's a crazy list of people that ended up like, you know, going on to much bigger and more, you know, uh, ser- I guess serious. I don't know the word, but like, yeah, just it, it. it's a what a crazy fucking little studio that was. But, you know, ow, fuck. Oh, shit. My shoulder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've been it's the where I got the surgery done doesn't hurt. But right right now, I like randomly my shoulder blade in the back of my shoulder is hurting and it just come, it'll come out of nowhere. It's just like, ah, fuck, 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 fuck. What do I do? <laughs> uh, I'm going to see the surgeon tomorrow, though, for a follow up. So hopefully um, I can talk about some of these little aches and pains and get some insight because uh, pain's no fun. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, God. What um, else did I, I just watched that um, Painkiller, the docudrama series. Uh, I think it was on Netflix also about the uh, the family, the dynasty. Oh, the, who, uh, the fucking, uh, what the hell? The, the Oxycontin? Not, not the Waltons. Cunt, the Cunton? Fucking, uh, Stacklers? Stacklers, yeah. I don't want to say the Waltons. Yeah, it's like every fucking like, trope of every you know, show like that, that you can imagine it's not that good. Mm. Um, although oh God, who's the main guy, Matthew Broderick is hilarious in it though. As a, as a guy who's like an actual sociopath. Mm-hmm. He plays who, one of the Sacklers. looks like. Yeah. Like he, he, just like, no matter how bad things get for him, he's just like, huh, what do you know? <laughs> like they got the entire company is going under. He's just like, I'm rich though. That's all that matters. Like he's just, he's just so says plays such an aloof character. It's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that we, we hit what we wanted to hit this week. Um, topic wise, I think we, we were able to stretch more content, content than I thought we would have been able to out of this considering how slow the week was, but, uh, you know, we always managed to, to do that anyway. Um, yeah. So I guess if you want to support the show, rate and view subscribe, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Um, uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots uh, on Twitter at, uh, at move left or x.com at move left I guess I don't know if Twitter even fucking works anymore if it redirects you um, uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter at move underscore left uh, yeah I have not uh, updated my um, the app on my phone <laughs> so it still has the little bird on there because I'm, I'm just not going to have I'm not going to have the X on my phone. I just won't. It's do considerably it. less functional, so I, I would not recommend updating it at any point. Uh, I, I don't know why he made the changes he did beyond the fucking rebranding, but the app is way less functional. You have to literally drag it down now to fucking hit the home button, which is uh, super annoying. And I don't think anyone fucking beta tested. It's clearly something he wanted. You know, it's it's just you know, it's it's the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the heart wants to tank a forty-four billion dollar investment. The heart's gonna get what it wants. Just out of spite. Out Just of spite. out of fucking spite. Yeah. Just that's that's what you do when you're yeah. the formerly richest man in the world. All right. Anyways, so I'm on Twitter at Bike Slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>